Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number three of the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. Elio Canella here along with Ben Pierce. Ben, how are you? I'm great. How are you, man? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. I'm doing pretty well. So what a week it was in the world of professional wrestling. Oh, man. This, this one was one of the best in a while, actually. So I'm excited to talk about it. And I understand you took a trip to hell last Sunday. Yeah, and you know what? I enjoyed the hell out of it, as weird as that makes me sound. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. Um, so we're going to cover Hell in a Cell. We're gonna, then we're going to move on to the review of Raw. And uh, following that, it will be uh, SmackDown Live, which were both the, the night after uh, shows. I guess the Hell in a Cell after shows. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And let's see, well, um, we will begin with uh, Hell in a Cell. I have the notes in front of me right now. And we start off with a kickoff show, which uh, had uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the New Day defending against Rusev Day and the New Day retaining the titles in 8 minutes, 55 seconds. And, you know, um, for a for a tag team title match that was awful short. Um, it, you know, now now that I hear the official time, mm-hmm. um, and then on, on top of that, you you and I were uh, touching on this earlier off the air. Um, I know we both found it weird that the tag team title match was on the uh, kickoff show. Right. I, I I am of the firm belief that no title match should ever be on a kickoff. No, because um actually I was listening to another podcast and uh, the hosts of that podcast said that the actual uh, pay per view itself ended at ten forty. So I'm pretty sure there could have been like another match that they could have had on the kickoff and moved the championship match to the main show. Um. Yeah, I I noticed that too. It seemed, it it did seem to kick off. They um, get off the air earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. Um, but in term in terms of the actual match, I um, did you happen to see it? Because I I didn't actually see it because it was on the kickoff, and I don't watch kickoff. I did. Uh, I did see it. I wasn't paying close attention, but what I took from that was that. Uh, Russo, they were uh, arguing amongst themselves, so they weren't really. You can already tell that uh, the the signs of uh, the split were already there, because they were arguing during well, the match and uh, they couldn't get on the same page. Well, and if if indeed they are going to split, which is music, which is music in my ears, not because I dislike the new day. Um, but because, you know, they just need something fresh. No, no, Rusev um, Day. I'm talking about Rusev Day. Oh, 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 yeah. No, I'm, I, I'm no I don't think they have any plans for splitting up the New Day. 
Well, uh, not no, any, no. not not anytime soon, I guess. Well, no, no, they 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 wouldn't have done that. So my my apologies. Yes, um, and uh, you know we'll get further into the Rusev Day split um over on the uh, SmackDown portion of the show. Yes, sir. Um, but um, you know o- overall, I just I'm I was a fan of of Rusev Day. Mm-hmm. And so I, I hope I hope that this isn't um, foreshadowing of them being put back on the um, back on the lower card. But in terms of the actual um, of the actual match, I would have been uh, somewhat interested to, to see it, given the fact that it's a title match. But. Mm-hmm. I guess uh, I guess WWE and the powers that be didn't deem it necessary. Right. Um, and then next we move into so. next we move into the main show itself. We had the first of two Hell in a Cell matches with Randy Orton taking on Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton going over in this one in twenty four minutes. And um, that that was one of my favorite matches of of the night. And, and also, I, and also, and also, and also, one of the most disturbing ones. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so you're not the only one that noticed that. Um, no, actually, yeah, actually, no. when I, I messaged you, I'm like, "What the hell, dude?" And you were like, "What?" So you must have been on delay because you had no idea what what, what I was watching. Oh yes, I, I I was I was on delay. Yes, I. Uh, my uh, my dog was um, doing something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go so on. so you so you didn't know what I was watching. <laughs> no. Then then a few minutes later, I was like, oh, that's that's what it was. And yeah, I I never thought I would live to see a man putting a screwdriver through another man's <laughs> ear. Right. Um. That was that was somewhat graphic for the. Uh, it was. I, 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 I literally, I literally so, um, turned my head. Yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm not historically someone with a weak stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to medical things or blood or anything like that, I just, I just get squeamish. And guess what? Another thing got added to that list: a screwdriver's of the year makes Ben Pierce. Squeamish as hell. <laughs> so yeah, and then um, the other, the other um thing that I noticed um ab- about that match um was the fall through the table that uh, Jeff Hardy took. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, as cool as that spot looked, I wasn't I wasn't really a fan because I don't know if you noticed this. Or not, but um, but uh, Orton moved before Jeff even let go of the of the top of the cell. Yes, yes, so I that, saw that. that kind of so that kind of was like uh, a little. But another thing I I found I found interesting was certain people must have been buying into it because I got a message. Um, from one of our WNS co-workers that said, God, I hope that was scripted. 
Oh, <laughs> which, which obviously would have it would have had to have been right uh, for for that to have even taken place. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, I overall I thought it was I thought it was a solid match, and the thing that the thing that I really enjoyed about it was the psychology of the match because. You know, Randy Orton as as the Apex Predator is where he needs to be. Right. So that I found that to be extremely entertaining. Mm -hmm. And uh, aside from that, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how many more badass spots uh, Jeff Hardy has in him. So I was I was glad to see that he at least got some more memorable moments in. And in the second match, um, so oh, sorry. Go on. No, go, no, go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna. I thought you were done. No, I was gonna. Fine, I was gonna go into the second one. Yeah, you're good. Yeah. Oh, okay. So in the second match of the evening, it was the SmackDown Women's Championship, uh, with Charlotte Flair challenging for the SmackDown Women's Championship against uh, Becky Lynch and Becky Lynch retaining in 13 minutes. Um and I actually it was actually um Becky Lynch winning the championship against Charlotte. Yeah, retaining. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. My bad. Um and that was actually my um my favorite match of the night mm -hmm. because a after seeing um, Becky Lynch turn heel over the last month, I'm wondering why she was ever faced because I'll tell you what, she has just taken it to a whole nother level. And folks, we, we, we will talk about that more in the SmackDown portion of the show for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I just, you know what, I really, I really think that, um, think that she, that she herself can take the women's evolution to, to another level mm -hmm. um, so I was I was very I was very thrilled with that match on a variety of levels next we had the raw tag team championships the I guess are they calling them the dogs of war is that what they're calling them and, and Ye yes. Okay, so which, we, we, had the, much... we had the Dogs of War, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre retaining the the Raw Tag Team Championships after defeating Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins in 24 minutes. And here are a, a, couple, a couple things I want to... Dogs of War is a much better name than the Pack. So yeah, the Pack is a WCW name, isn't it? to see that. Yeah, but yeah, but they, they were they were originally using it for uh, Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre, which I didn't like. So yeah. at least they got the at least they got that the hell out of there. Yep. Um, and then number number two, um, that was like the best tag team match I have seen in a dog's age. <laughs> dogs of war, dogs age. Too bad. Uh, there. But uh, it was just so. Um, it, it was just so refreshing to have a truly, uh, 
dynamic and entertaining tag match because I feel like WWE's uh, a lot of WWE's matches, but, but especially in the tag team division, um, follow one specific formula. So I, I was glad to see that the, the talent of, of these uh, competitors really got to really got to flourish. Because I, I thought that was one of the best matches I, I've seen tag team-wise in a very long time. Up next was... What did you think of it? Actually, I liked that, I liked that match. That was a that was a pretty good tag team match. I don't, and uh, actually, I picked the right team yeah. as well to go over that one. With the Dogs Award the, retaining their championships. Yeah, thank God. And then the next one we had the WWE Championship, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe. They gave these guys 19 minutes with Styles going in as a champion and with as a champion and uh, what an ending. Well, and, and for for this one specifically, I uh, I wrote down that I wanted to get your take on that because um, I I wasn't sure how I felt about about that one. So. Um, what what did you what did you think of one who won and then and then two how the match was put together? Well, I, I thought the match was uh, pretty good. As for the ending, um, actually, I I thought because when Joe had uh, Styles and the Coquina Clutch, I thought for sure like he was gonna walk out as a new champion. And from the hub, from the from the hard uh, camera angle, you couldn't tell uh, what was going on. And all of a sudden, the referee rang the bell, and handed the belt to Styles. And I was I was wondering, I'm like, uh, I think Joe had the coquina clutch. Uh, what was? I'm I'm sure Styles had to be happen tapping out. And, yeah, and they actually showed a, a different camera angle, um, focusing on. Yeah. On AJ's side, and, mm-hmm. and he, he did um, tap out as um, Joe's shoulders were being counted down. So I lo- I like that angle. However, I'm not a fan of of screw of screwy finisher of screwy finishes um, when it comes to these two guys because. Okay. Uh, Oh, sorry, I was just uh, no. It was just um, people were telling me they were leaving, so I I just said okay. Okay, very good, and um, and and so with with these two guys, I I just think you should let the talent sell it and not have not have screwy finishes. But that being said, with Joe's character, I I, I thought it made sense because now he can he can bitch about. Um, about having having already been the champion with Styles having out. So yep. from that perspective it, it, it made it interesting. But in terms of in terms of the, the time of the match, I I thought for sure it would, it would go longer. So I was a little bit dis- disappointed with that. Right. But no, like I thought for sure to to um I thought for sure Joe had it in the big, but you couldn't tell from the camera. Then when they were doing the replays, I was like, "Oh, Styles did tap out." So, so Joe was Joe had a right to complain about something. He yeah. had a he had a gripe about it then. 
Yeah, and um, you know, so I'm I'm interested to see um, how that plays into the into the feud going forward. Mm-hmm. Next, we had the mixed tag team match, and the team of Miz and Maurice against versus Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. They gave these two these four 13 minutes. Which which mystified the hell out of me because, uh, you know, you give that 13 minutes and, and then, you know, the, the main event has to end the way it did. But okay, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Um, you know, just talk that up WWE logic. But this this was one of the one of the matches that um surprised me because I was not expecting uh, Miz and Maurice to come out on top. No, I, I thought for sure Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella were gonna win. I mean they've been pushing those two so like so hard on T V, like with this with this well continuing feud between the Miz and Daniel Bryan that's been going on for eight years. Oh my god. And and the thing it, it just needs to end. Yeah. It, it 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 really it really does. I mean it is I feel like if they wanted us to see a conclusion, they they should you know, they should have done it. You know? I have a question. Oh, or, okay. or at the oh, go on. Or at yep. or at the very least I'm sorry to cut you off. Not have shown that long um a documentary style promo. Uh, oh yeah, right. Regarding their feud, but that notwithstanding. Yeah, I have a question for you. Now they've been feuding for eight years. Don't you think with somewhere in that eight years they would have uh, gotten their hands on each other? Well, yeah, at, at some point, you know, and I, I feel like. I feel like this has gone way too long, and obviously Daniel Bryan's retirement played into it, and you know the the Talking Smack promo, which was awesome on on the Miz's side of it. But I I feel like, you know, having seen the match now, in, in retrospect, I wish they wouldn't have had that promo back then. I wish they would have been able to do that promo. Um, either right before Hell in a Cell or, or at some point while Brian was still active because I, I really feel like that would have done a significant service to the feud. Right, right. now it just it feels like they're trying to pick it back up uh, now that uh, Brian is active again and it just seems too little too late. And on, on top of that, it's I know that they're, they're looking for something for... Brian to do now that he's he's back on the roster, and they're trying to protect him, which makes sense. Right. Um, but it's it's very clear to me that they don't view him as the star that he he once was, right. according to them, which mystifies the hell out of me. And it seemed like it seemed to me, and I I mean absolutely no disrespect to Maurice whatsoever. It seems to me that they wanted to focus more on her, um, you know, and the fact that she had given birth five months before this match, and they actually did, um, you know, uh, with Brian and, and Mrs. Feud, which, so he, you know, on a variety of levels, that was that was the one match I, I did not like on that card. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, next we had um, the Raw Women's Championship. Ronda Rousey going in as champion, defending against Alexa Bliss, and they gave this match 12 minutes. Seriously, I mean, you're going you're, you're gonna to give, you're going to give this t mixed gender tag team match more time than, than a Ronda Rousey match. Really? <laughs> Yeah. Wait, so what did you think of that? What did you think of that match? You have a, I thought I thought I I thought the match was fine. I think I think uh, Rousey continues to improve. Mm -hmm. I feel like she's earning her spot in WWE now. Right. Um, because she's really proving that she can uh, take her talents from the octagon to the squared circle. Mm -hmm. So she's she's earning my respect in a, in a different way. Um. So yeah. And then the main event, we had the second Hell in the Cell match, and it was Roman Reigns going in as Universal Champion, defending against Braun Strowman. They gave these guys twenty four minutes. <laughs> Well, um, you know, the entire pay-per-view was really solid, and, and you know, leading and um, including uh, this match. But unfortunately, the only thing I can remember is is how is how it ended because it left such a bitter taste in my in my mouth. I um, wasn't a fan of that ending. I didn't like that ending at all. Me. I'm not. You're breaking it. You're breaking up. Is a, from from. Uh, you're you're good. Uh, on my end, I, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it, you uh you broke up briefly, but then you came back. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Okay, so um. From my perspective, um, you know, it's just, this is hell in a cell. And if you think about the history of, of hell in a cell, I mean, people have damn near killed each other. I mean, have you ever heard the name Mick Foley? For, <laughs> right. Say, the referee in the match. I'm sorry. I, sh I, I, I should have added that. Um... The this uh, was the second uh, of uh, two Hell in a Cell matches with Roman Reigns defending against Braun Strowman and Mick Foley as a special referee. Uh, what well, exactly? And and the thing the thing about that is, you know, I understand that they're booking Brock Lesnar as a as a as a beast, but but you just made that match more about him, a guy that's almost never around. You know, you just. You just dumped all over two of your biggest stars in Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what they did. Which, and 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 then and then so you you took away from from two of your biggest stars and you took away from the mystique of Hell in a Cell. Yep. Because because what what ended what ended up happening is. Competitors have damn near killed each other mm -hmm. in that match. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I mean, just look at Mick Foley. I mean, hello. Oh, um, yeah. Did you, did you watch that uh, documentary on uh, the network? I'm, I'm going to check that out um, after after um, after dinner tonight. Yeah, it's really interesting, like, the, the story behind oh. that, the Hell in a Cell match. Well, actually, actually you know, um, I, I'll have to wait until... Till Tuesday when I get my computer back, I'm having uh, my computer exploded, so I'm a little bit behind on the news and and what such. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would I would be very interested to see um, the history of that. But like like I said, they pretty much killed the mystique of Hell in a Cell because you're you're gonna tell you're gonna tell me that you, you're you're gonna have legendary matches with. With the Undertaker and Brock Lesnar and Undertaker and Shawn Michaels and all these all these different matches going down the line, you know right. Triple H. I mean, I mean, you know, t- poor Tim White had 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 his career ended in a Triple H Hell in a Cell, and you're gonna you're gonna tell me that you want to make it more about Brock Lesnar than the structure that is Hell in a Cell right. and two of your biggest stars. And you're also trying to convince the fans. I know I'm going on a little bit of a rant here, but I'm I've been waiting all week for this. So I'll rant on. You're just gonna you have to take the leash off me for, for a minute. <laughs> yeah, you, you're, but but really, I mean I mean I understand I understand the whole Brock Lesnar thing, but you're gonna tell me that Braun Strowman. And and Roman Reigns can't get up from a from a two from a two minute beating from Brock Lesnar when, when they've when they've done that a thousand times mm-hmm. in the past. I mean, you know, there are just there are just certain moments where I just I just want to cry when I'm when I'm when I'm watching WWE TV. Right. And, it, and it really, it really is a shame because, you know, quite frankly, I think that that was the best pay-per-view in quite a long time, including WrestleManias. And again, we're not, I mean, uh, we're, we're not bashing the WWE. We're just trying to make sense of it. <laughs> yes, and, and you know, I guess, I guess that, I guess that's the theme behind this, this uh, podcast. It's just you know, you and I have been have been fans of of this business for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, I have I have 27 years under my belt, and, and I'm sure you have you have more than around 34. Um, exactly. Yeah. So you know, this is this is this isn't our first rodeo, right? With professional wrestling, and on top of that. We have the professional perspective behind it because we're we're writers for for a very popular um, website. Yes, sir. Uh, that deals that deals in wrestling and uh, wrestlingnewsforce.com. Uh, check us out because our writing is fantastic. Yep. And um, you know, and aside from the from the shameless plug, um, <laughs> You know uh, that that webs- that website really is uh, run by some great people who take a lot of time to put that together. So if you're not familiar with 
uh, wrestling news source. I encourage the, the listeners to uh, give us a chance there and check us out. Yep. Um, but, you know, uh, getting, I digress. Um, but getting back to, to, to the main event, I, I really feel like they did their product a disservice. Mm-hmm. They did one of their most legendary matches a very significant disservice. And I'm, and I'm not a fan of where they're going with this either. And I will talk, we'll get into that in the Raw review. Yeah, and, and I, I would love to I would love to hear your perspective more as, as we go forward in this podcast. I think I think it's time for me to shut up a little bit because I got my uh, <laughs> I got my one my one rant in as as we move on to to the raw. Um, right, and um, we will be so back shortly. Be and we will be back shortly with that uh, raw review. Okay, cool. And we'll be back shortly with that uh, raw review. And again, Corbin steps out of the ring. This is so, so smart. Exactly what Corbin's doing. That's great strategy by Barry Corbin, but Roman Reigns not going to allow that to keep him down. Roman Reigns Welcome back, folks, and um, we are going to get into the raw portion of the show. Yes, and you know it, it's very, um, it's very um, uncommon uh, for for a raw follow-up show, but I uh, or for a pay-per-view follow-up show, excuse me. But I was um, I was very interested to get into the into this show and i if if it's okay with you elio i want to kind of reverse our roles because typically you act as the interviewer and and then i act as 
like call it a commentator, but for um, for the raw segment of the show specifically, I if it's okay with you, I, I really want to get your your take on this. Yep. Um, as as we as we go on down the line. Yeah. So yeah. um over overall, um what did you what did you think of the show and what were the notes that you took away from that? Okay, so first of all I thought there was way too much Baron Corbin on the show. <laughs> you know, thank 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 you uh very much uh for that. Mm-hmm. I one hundred percent agree. Please please can we can we sanction a Baron Corbin rant? Yes, rant, rant on. <laughs> um. Well, I'm I'm hoping that you that oh, you'll, you oh, you'll, oh my rant yes. oh my rant okay yes. first of all, Baron Corbin, I do not like what they are doing with him. I mean, when he in NXT, I found him to be I found his character to be rather boring and stale and just not. Really interesting to watch in the ring, and then they moved him up to the main roster, and I started getting into the, into him, and like I started enjoying his work more. Right. Now recently, he shaved his head, but they gave him this new role, Constable Corbin, and I am so not a fan of this Constable Corbin. Uh, well, neither, neither am I. So I'm I'm thoroughly enjoying your uh, your take. The li- the little six year old in me is jumping up and down on, on his bed for joy. I mean the, so. the, the the bed like and he he wrestles in a suit. Like how uncomfortable must that be? <laughs> yeah, I mean who who does that? He does. He doesn't, I mean, he takes his stupid little vest off, but he doesn't, you know, he doesn't even take his shirt off like Kane did. He, he, he wrestles in a dress shirt. What the hell? And, and, and that main event, we're going to get into that as we roll along with this uh, Raw review. We're going to get into that main event of Raw. Yes. One, one, of, one of the things that I... Um, I don't have I don't have the lineup of, of the show in in front of me, but one of one of the things that I um, really took away from from that is that, that once again they didn't have Brock Lesnar on that show, which considering his his role in um, in the pay per view was mystifying to me, um, but um. One of one of the things that I re- that I really want to get your your take on because this was my main takeaway from the show was the the Undertaker's appearance. Mm. Um, I was not a fan, and that was the that is the first time ever that I can say I'm not a fan of what the Undertaker did. Right, and I, I'm almost sad uh, to say that. Um, but it, it goes back to to what we were saying um, in in last week's podcast in that and I think I think you can agree with me that we are not uh, we are not looking forward to the super showdown face off no and uh, and also um, I went back and I watched I went back on you and watched on YouTube I watched uh, that promo for their WrestleMania 17 match right? 
I had forgotten uh, parts of that until I watched it back, and then, then I remembered, like, how awesome that storyline was. Oh my god, it was, it was, it was just masterful, and, um, you know, if, if our listeners are a little bit younger, um, you know, YouTube is a treasure trove for, um, for wrestling knowledge. I, you know, I know, I know we have the network and, and all of that, and trust me, uh, um, I have the network and I'm a huge fan. But I spend more time on YouTube than I do on the on the network, just so I can go back and look at um, specific promos and specific moments that that led up to some of my favorite um, to some of my favorite matches. And and if you're unaware of the WrestleMania 17 lead up, um, because you're not as old as we are, and I'm already jealous of you for that. Um, <laughs> then I, I definitely encourage you to uh, to go back and look at the WrestleMania 17 lead up um, yeah, yeah. with um, with Triple H and the Undertaker because I think I think you'll get a different viewpoint and maybe we'll understand why uh, Elio and I don't want to see another another matchup between these two icons um, all these years later. So, also, there's um, there's really no story here. Exactly, and I and I think, well, I think the storyline is it's Triple H and the Undertaker, and it should tell itself. Right, but, but there's really no build up. It's really not. Well, th well, if you think about it, they can't build it up because, you know, the Undertaker can't wrestle on a, or even appear on a consistent basis. Right. No, that's what that's, um, that's what I'm saying. There's really no buildup because he he's not he's not there like uh, on the shows like he used to be back then. Well, and, and nor is nor is Triple H. Mm -hmm. um, so I I really thought that um, that the the Undertaker's promo discredited uh, Triple H and himself, mm -hmm. um, which I didn't think was possible. Um, but, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just not a fan. So that, that was my major takeaway from Raw. Okay. Am, am, I, am, I, am I missing any, um, other significant happenings in the show? Um, at the top of the show, they announced, uh, that Baron Corbin announced that there would be a triple threat match at a new event in Saudi Arabia, WWE Crown Jewel, with Roman Reigns defending against Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. This is what I was talking about. A match I don't want to see. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to see it either. I, I feel like it's just rehashing um, what, we've, what we've already uh, seen in the past. Yep. Um, the only match that I want to see that involves Brock Lesnar is Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar in a singles mm -hmm. match. I, I, I understand that, he, that Reigns is the universal champion, and you kind of need the champion to appear in a championship match. Right. <laughs> you know, not, not to sound like a smartass, um, you know, but I, I, I just feel like maybe... Uh, maybe it's just the old school um, fan coming out in me that I just, I just don't want to. It's not necessary to, no, to have that. No, match. 
And I, I'm, not, I'm not really a fan of uh, triple threat matches anyway when it comes to championships. Well, yes, absolutely, because there's just too much going on. And I think I think they, in and of themselves, disservice, disservice the championship because the champion, who supposedly works so hard, I think if you're going to lose a title, um, then then you you should you should be involved in the decision. Yep. Yeah, I'm not, I've never been a fan of uh, champion triple threat championship matches. No, you know it's it, it's it's very interesting to uh, as we continue to to uh, learn more about each other, uh, both personally and and uh, as professional wrestling fans, as we continue to do this podcast, so we really are on the same page with a lot of with a lot of things. Okay, so let's uh, see. Let's uh, run this card down because there was uh, one, no, two championship matches on Monday Night Raw. Right. So we'll kick things off with uh, Drew McIntyre versus Dean Ambrose, and uh, Drew McIntyre went over in this one. Well, and and you know, uh, Drew McIntyre is a beast of just humanity. Uh, just not only in terms of his look, yeah. but just in terms of his of his sheer skill in the ring. I cannot begin, and I'm going to sound like a fanboy here, but I I cannot begin to tell you how much of a man crush I have on what they're <laughs> doing with Drew McIntyre right now. <laughs> a man crush. You heard it live here, folks. Yeah, yeah. So for the fr- for the first time ever, I've used the term "man crush." Historical milestones only on the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Okay, in the second match again, I we had Chad Gable defeating Victor. Now, let me just say this. Again, I do not know where this Bobby Roode Chad Gable team came from, but I'm I don't understand how, how why they are involved in this feud with the Ascension. Oh my dear Lord! Well, <laughs> uh, the 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 reason the reason being is uh, is twofold. One, um, because um. You know they just don't know what to do with with Chad Gable, and I don't blame them. I don't blame WWE on this front because I wouldn't know what either. Um, just just because of, of where his character is and his his size and and what such. Hope that uh, Shirley fan will continue our uh, raw recap. Okay, we are back with our review of Monday Night Raw from. Dallas, Texas, in the American Airlines Center, and um, at the we left off at uh, match number two with Chad Gable defeating Victor of the Ascension with the German suplex. And Ben, we were talking off air. You were telling me something about the Ascension or one of the members. Yes. Well, um, I know I noticed that um, they're being placed in this very random feud with. Um, with Gable and Rude, and I think I think I know why. 
I think the ascension is being used as warm up to um, to get to get Gable and Rude uh, ready for something bigger. Um, because quite frankly, I don't think the WWE is very comfortable putting the ascension in a prominent spot because Connor um, has two wellness policy violations. So. For, for those of you, for those of you that are unaware, um, first first time violators of WWE wellness policy have a 30 day suspension. Uh, second time periods is 60 day suspension, and the third time you're released from the company. So I think that I think that that's why they're being careful with the with the ascension, and why they're constantly. They book so bad. Oh, okay. Um, there you go. Okay, and then the, in the third match, we saw we saw someone uh, who uh, we haven't seen in a few weeks. We uh, it was um Bailey defeating Dana Brooke, a new Dana Brooke who uh, who split from Titus Worldwide recently. And it it, it was about time. Um. You know, I, I, I feel bad for Dana Brooke on a variety of levels, uh, both both personally and professionally, because I, I do I do think I do think that she's more talented than what we see, <laughs> and I am not a fan of of um, a, Apollo or Titus Worldwide. I don't like Titus um, Worldwide. I, do. I, I don't understand uh, the point of that team. They're, it's it's just not working out with them. Yeah, and you know, um, to be honest, when Apollo Cruz came in, you know, I thought you know he might have a serious shot to be a main eventer because of one because of his look, and two because of his freakish athleticism. Um, but it, clearly, clearly, there's a disconnect there, mm -hmm. and um, you know, if you if you look at Titus. Um, as just strictly a performer, and and don't take into account all of his amazing uh, outside the ring work. Um, you know, he I I hate to say it, but he's just he's very clumsy in the ring. So it's just kind of hard for me to get behind him. So I think um, I think if anyone had the potential to be a star within that group, it was. It was Dana, but um, you know she has just been she's just been uh, dragged into the gutter with him. So and I really, and I, I really like Dana Brooke too. I, I really like Dana Brooke too. Yeah, and I and I do too. And you know, I I think number one, um, you know she she hasn't been given the opportunity to shine, mm -hmm. and two, I think I think she's earned it because she's. She's been there for a while, and uh, I, I'd be very interested to see um, what she has to bring to the table because, you know, um, she has been extremely overlooked within the uh, women's revolution. And next uh, we have um, AOP taking on in another one-minute squash match, and, uh, defeating Barry Brown and Gregory James. And the one thing I, the one uh, thing I really like about these AOP matches, 
every week is so what I do afterwards after the show is done I go online onto this website that I have and I look up the names of the opponents because to the WWE universe they are local local wrestlers but to the independent scene they're actually big names like yeah. such as Barrett Brown and Gregory James like Barrett Brown I was looking up with wrestled for Evolve and ROH yeah, and you know, um, off off topic slightly about um, about independent talent. Mm-hmm. I am um, I am friends with a couple of guys on the uh, Maryland slash um, you know DC slash uh, Virginia uh, independent scene, and and several of my several of my friends have uh, competed on Raw or SmackDown uh, as enhancement talent. And um, it's one in particular, his name is Brandon Scott. Okay. He wrestled, uh, he's been on there several times and he appeared in a match against Mustafa Ali a while ago on in the Cruiserweight show. On 205 Live. Uh, yes. Yeah. And he is he's an absolute very um very well-known name on the independent scene but it's just you know if you don't have that wwe you know brand behind you mm-hmm. you know you're of course you're being used as squash talent and right. you know but the one example of a guy that can uh, you know that has worked past that is uh james ellsworth I think because since I started working for that company, um, it's just um, I have a whole new perspective on the independent uh, on the independent scene. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, getting back to AOP, um, you know, I'm ho- hoping the squash matches, and you know. Rockstar Sled slash Drake Maverick will will help will pull their, their uh, character out because I think I'm still dubious about that um, that pairing. Right, still not pairing. I just I really want to see where they go with this. I hope BOP gets like a decent match soon, like instead of these squash matches because you you only go so far with squash matches. Yeah, I mean, we and and the thing the thing with squash matches is, um, you know, after a while they just get very um, very boring. I yeah. mean, you saw that I think with um, the most prominent example I think would be Goldberg in WCW. Yes, I mean, I, at a certain point I was getting tired of the streak. And well, it it lost its luster. Yeah. It, it was it was no longer special mm-hmm. um, and you know that that might have been because they had to hide several of Bill Goldberg's shortcomings um, but you know we'll see I mean he, this is nowhere near Bill Goldberg level I'm just, I'm just saying right it'll it'll be interesting where it goes. And the next match, of course, at 
Constable Corbin's suggestion, Dolph Ziggler invoked his rematch clause for the Intercontinental Championship, so was Seth Rollins retaining nine minutes after defeating Dolph Ziggler. Well, well, as as soon as as soon as um, you know, it was suggested, uh, you know, I I knew that Seth Rollins was going to retain, and I think and I think um, you know, fans that have been around the WWE for as long as we have, um, I think we can kind of predict this, mm-hmm. um, you know, like when things are going to happen, um, but. You know, I I prefer I would have preferred that not to happen, especially after the amazing match that they had at Hell in a Cell. And in the, in the next one, it was Elias defeating Bobby Lashley by DQ. I'm I'm so getting uh, tired of the whole Elias like his whole routine at the beginning with the guitar and stuff. Yeah, I think I think that that is drastic overkill. You know, I at this point, I can't even comment on his matches because they're just the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it it just gets redundant, um, and, and I don't think we should be redundant on this podcast. No, we can't. But um, you know, I, Elias has main event caliber talent written all over him. Um, I think I think that's quite obvious. Um, but they they just have to move past this shtick that he has. Right. And then the next match, it was, uh, we had a tag team match in women's division. I believe it was supposed to be Natalia and Ember Moon taking on Mickey James and Leash Fox. Was that a worst? You know, um, these women's tag matches are getting old. <laughs> they are. They, they, they seem to be the same thing over and over. Because, um, let me re- readjust my phone. The, the, the thing there, at least with me, is I admit I'm not a very patient person. So it's like when I see the same thing coming over and over and over again. Yep. It just, it annoys me to the nth degree. And, you know, especially in the case of, some, of you know, caliber talent like, uh, you know, Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. Yep. I mean, you know, let's not forget here, you know, Mickey James was a legit women's wrestler in, a, in an air filled with brawl and panties matches and, and oh, yeah. you know, and all kinds of bull crap. Yep. Uh, See, I I can edit myself, um, <laughs> but you know, and and here she is, you know, this this badass chick, and and they're and a legend, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just booking her like crap, and you know, switching to another person, you know, not that I have a problem with with Alicia Fox. You know, she's, she's the longest tenured diva, or, uh, you know, women's uh, wrestler on the, um, on the roster. Her gimmick is so freaking fracking unbelievably distracting. Um, it's just that hat she was wearing was just, ugh. She, I, I couldn't, 
I couldn't even focus on the match. She is so loud and over the top. Well, and, and you know, I think that's her gimmick. And, you know, she's she's done a fantastic job right, with, yeah. with, the, with the crap that they've given her. But, you know, the old saying, crap rolls downhill. Yeah. And, you know, un, and unfairly or not, um, I think Alicia Fox is at the bottom of the hill. And it's, you know, for something like the the women's revolution, where so many women are are getting these opportunities, and you know, and we're we're in the shadow of of the first um, women's pay per view. Mm -hmm. These tag team matches just don't do service right. to to the women. Now, that will change if. Um, if uh, uh, you know women's tag belts are introduced, but if as it stands right now, I just you know unless the women's championship is at the center of you know these matches, I then I, I'm sorry, I just I just don't see the point. I think now would be a. Um better time to introduce uh, the women's tag belts because uh, they had them back in the around 1987 but there weren't even that many tag teams around at that time yeah and well you know first of all i wasn't even alive in 1987 <laughs> um so uh, there you go um i i, I graced the world a year later um but uh, no, I'm 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 kidding. I'm I'm not that narcissistic. Um, but <laughs> I promise you, I'm a nice fella. Um, but the 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 point being, um, you know, unless that's where they're going, uh, which has been rumored, um, you know, let's let's just see what happens. You know, I think I think sometimes wrestling in and of itself gets repetitive because you know they do they do the same things and then once they discover something that works they rehash the same formula mm -hmm. and I, I think that's what's going on right now with the women's division and the women's uh, tag team matches that are just so redundant and in the main event i told you there was so much baron corbin on this show i I couldn't take it anymore. We're we're up to the main event. It is Roman Reigns defending the Universal Championship against Baron Corbin, and Baron Corbin right in front of the referee. Okay, at one point, he slides out of the ring right in front of the referee. He throws a steel chair at Roman Reigns. Well, I mean, and then that's the abuse of power uh, thing that he has going on. Um, you know, I. I think this whole thing is is a, a running gag almost. Right. Um, it, it's just because you know, Baron Corbin is, in my opinion, is not designed to be this snarky, underhanded, you know, glory hog of a competitor. You know, right. right. He shouldn't be booked like that. He should be booked like a a badass because. You know, one, most importantly, I do think he has the the in-ring capacity to do so. Um, I, 
he's one of he's one of two guys on on the roster right now that I would that I would book as future WWE champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, the other one being Elias. Um, but uh, but much like Elias, he's just been stuck with this horrific authority ass kissing gimmick, and, and you know. Yeah. We've seen that before. And it's not working. And this man used to be the United States champion at one point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and, and a lot of the, the stuff is, I know, like, when, he, I don't know if you remember this, but he was, um, he was Mr. Money in the Bank at one yeah, point. Yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah. I, I almost then, uh, forgot that one. Yeah. And then he shot off his and then he shot off his mouth about, you know, the concussion rules. Yeah. And got it, got in a backstage altercation with one of the WWE doctors, mm-hmm. which cost him his spot. Uh-oh. Um, and um, you know, I think you know he's trying to fight his way back, and I think he is back, judged by the fact that he's. You know, now the acting general manager of, you know, Monday Night Raw, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that that being said, you know, this guy is a purebred ass kick. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not designed to be wrestling in, in suits and stuff like that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just, you know, but what, what do I know? I'm just a... I'm just a lowly website writer and a podcaster. But that, you know, that's just my opinion. <laughs> so it is, so, so, the Baron Corbin throws a steel chair at Roman Reigns, right in front of the referee. Referee waits, like, two seconds before he calls for the bell and disqualifies Corbin. After which, Corbin gets in the ring, gets the, and yells at the ring announcer to restart the match under no disqualification match and after a right hand to Roman Reigns who came off the ropes charging at Corbin Corbin re-enters the ring and Reigns spears him for the three count um you know we I, I, I it took me a while to kind of figure that one out because you know, like we said, the Hell in a Cell ending was a letdown. Mm-hmm. Sorry, yep, but it was. No, and yep. then, you know, I'm and I'm trying to to figure out what the hell they're doing, putting putting Baron Corbin in the ring with Roman Reigns. I just right right now I can't figure this out. At some point down the line. Um, you know, they're going to have meaningful matches against each other um, for championships. I believe that. Right. Um, but right now, it's just, I don't know what WWE is doing. And, you know, it, I don't know about you. I mean, as a fan, I try to, you know, not analyze it so much. Right. And just kind of see, see where it goes. Um, but... Some some of some of these uh, some of these decisions are just really weird, um, especially on on Raw nowadays. Just just overall. I mean, I was I was talking to a, a friend of mine, and he and he affectionately called recent editions of Monday Night Raw the drizzling shits <laughs> because we just have 
Well, you know, we're, we've talked about it. We just have no idea what, what what's going on. Um, my, my hope is that um, Kurt Angle comes back and kicks the holy Jesus out of Baron Corbin, and then and then Baron Corbin gets gets elevated by eventually beating Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. Right. Uh, that's what I would do. Um, to me, that's logical. But, uh, once again, what do I know? So, you know, we'll just have to see. Um, overall, though, I was I was not in- impressed with the overall editions of Raw. I mean, I just, not to sound bitter, but, you know, I'm not, I'm not that easily impressed. And, um... No, and, yeah. and and then just and like you, I just I sit back, I watch it, even if it doesn't make sense. I just watch it and to see where they go with these things, and uh, and most of the time, they don't think they even know where they're going. Yeah, I mean, the I don't know if it's the writing or the creative or what was going on, but it's just. It's like they have a one singular idea of how things should work, and then if it doesn't work, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna keep it going until until it, it works. Um, you know, but the the issue the issue with WWE nowadays, and it's it's, it's especially obvious on on Raw, is that it's not designed for fans like you and I mm-hmm. right it's it's designed to sell t-shirts to the kid to the kiddos and their parents yep like for instance my six-year-old nephew you know or I'm sorry he's seven now I'm getting old quickly um, <laughs> you know he's a he's a huge Roman Reigns fan, which is, which is great. And before that, he was a huge John Cena fan, and then John Cena went to China to film a movie, and now he's a Roman Reigns fan. Right. Um, you know, and, and, and that's great, because like me back in the day, when I was his age, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't focused on storylines either. I was focused on the superhero aspect of it. Right. Um, so, for, for the six-year-old, or six and on up uh, psychology, it works. But for for, for us that uh, who who appreciate the art that is professional wrestling, some of this is just like my head's gonna explode before <laughs> we finish this podcast. <laughs> okay, so um, so <laughs> what was it? What, what are your overall, what was your overall thought? On raw, like uh, out of ten, what would you give out of ten? Five. <laughs> I think I'd go with the same. About about five because raw lately, I there are no more words. So we will be back shortly with the SmackDown review, and then uh, we will um, conclu- we will close out the show for the week. We will close out the show for the week. Okay, very good. You said that I was second best, but well, this title says otherwise. You said that I couldn't win when it counted. Well, this title 
otherwise. You said that you were going to walk out of hell in a cell as the women's champion. Well, this title says otherwise. Tried to come out here and, and take the high road, try to show respect to the new champ. Oh, what this is is Becky Lynch demanding respect. Yeah. Oh, no, and they disarm her. They disarm her. Locked in here on Charlotte Flair. This is Becky Lynch wanting to embarrass Charlotte Flair. champion on SmackDown Live, but if she gets her way, Becky Lynch will be called the Queen. And Lynch is not done here on Charlotte. And Charlotte! Exploder in the center of the ring. We are back with the PNC Progression Wrestling Podcast, and we are going to roll into our SmackDown review, and Ben, what are your thoughts on SmackDown this past week? I know, I know. There's one segment you really want to touch on. Yeah, yes, indeed. Um, but the absolute highlight. Thank you so much. I've been waiting all day for this. The absolute highlight for me was um, was uh, Becky Lynch's uh, celebration, or what do they call it? The uh, championship coronation. Yeah. And, um, and the, I'll tell you what, the second that Paige got out of the ring after, after Charlotte came out, I'm like, oh, crap. So, something <laughs> is going down right now, and I am, I am absolutely glued to my TV. Um, and, you know, I'll tell you something. Um, Becky Lynch has gotten so much better in her promos. I don't know if she's been studying or they they just took the leash off of her with uh with this heel turn, but the work that she is turning in is a plus plus. And the other thing I noticed is they're kind of reverting back to to a little bit of the attitude era with this feud because right? the lang- the language <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> Is, is returning. It's, it's quite spicy. 
And um, I'll tell you what, the, what, the way that she delivered the, um, the bitch line, you know, it was just... It was, it was just like, bravo. And I'm not saying that just because she said bitch, although I did find that very refreshing for WWE TV, to be honest with you, since I'm not six years old. Um, but, I mean, just her delivery in, in the promo <laughs> and, and the fact that you can, I can honestly believe, even though logically I know this isn't true, but in, in, in the moment of the promo, I can honestly believe that Becky Lynch hates Charlotte Flair. <laughs> and given given the fact that I really do think they're best friends in real life, or um, at least very, very close, um, that is very impressive. And um, and I know I know the Twitter sphere was absolutely blowing up when um, when she won that match at Hell in a Cell, so I was very happy to see that that was prominently displayed on um, on SmackDown. So that's my that's my pro Becky Lynch um, rant for the day. Oh, and, and and plus, I I love accents. So it's like if if someone has an accent, I don't I don't care. Like I could I could listen to it all day. Whether it's whether it's British, Canadian, I, French, <laughs> don't care. I don't know. You know, I um, like um, you know, um, you know, one of my one of my favorite celebrities is um, is Gordon Ramsay. And oh I, yeah, Hell's Kitchen. To, I love to listen to him cuss. <laughs> it's, it's so dd entertaining. He um, would be a so, good, he would be a good promo, an excellent promo in WWE. Oh my lord! Well, this, in, in order for, in order for a Gordon Ramsay promo to air in WWE, they would definitely have to move the show to the FX network. <laughs> um, he, you know, because he'd be like, "What is this spoken rubbish?" Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, so yeah. you want to you want to get into this uh, show then? Yeah. Because how can Raw get it so wrong and SmackDown get everything so right? It's like complete opposites. Well, yeah, and you know, it's, it's, it's so interesting because, you know, our, our content from week to week really builds upon itself. But it really yeah. goes back to, the, back to the same core concepts. Um, and one of, them, one of them right now is I believe... I believe that SmackDown is inherently better than Raw, and right. uh, NXT is inherently better than anything the WWE has to offer. Right. Um, like, <clears throat> like do, and, do, uh, do, I, do I like do I like SmackDown every week? No, but I just find it so enjoyable to watch, and it's a quick two hours. Yeah. Well, and and the and the issue the. The, the sad reality is that we only have a little bit of time left of a two-hour SmackDown. Mm -hmm. um, because they're moving it to uh, three hours when um, when they move the show to uh, Fox in 2019. And, you know, I... I but the, the one positive about them moving to Fox is, you know, um, a lot of the time... Program programming is 
determined by the other programming that the uh, network has, and and Fox now runs um, UFC programming. So I'm hoping that that means that WWE can up can up the violence factor a little bit, because mm-hmm. I think that that would help. I still think because, I still know, think SmackDown will 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 do better even in three hours. Uh, well, yes, because they have they have the more complete roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, so I'll I'll hold off judgment till July 2019, and I I know that seems like a long wait, uh, but I'll hold off. Until until then, I think I think their number one priority, other than NXT, needs to be improving Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. because it it just sucks. <laughs> it's, it's it's you know remember back in, back remember back in the day when, when and I'm sure you did this too. You know, um, you scheduled bathroom breaks while watching wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, the, ba- the bathroom breaks were never when The Undertaker was out there kicking ass with, with the, uh, with the Ministry of Darkness. It was always during the, um, during the Owl Snow match or the, or the, or the Divas match. Yeah. And I, I feel like, um, I feel like Raw has degenerated into... A three-hour-long Divas match, mm-hmm. and and SmackDown has kind of comparatively has been become so much better that it's almost like a Ministry of Darkness promo. <laughs> so let's get into this. SmackDown Tuesday night took place from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and they had four <laughs> matches on the card. The first match being Cesaro defeating Kofi Kingston. You know, um, the, I wasn't sure about that, and the, the match, the match made sense, mm. I, I have to, I have to admit, um, the match made sense, I mean, with the, uh, with the, with the booking against the bar and, and the New Day, okay, okay, but I think, um, I think those two guys, um, specifically, uh, need to be given their own uh, sticks outside of outside of their tag teams because if you really think about it, the bar has really taken a turn for the worse since moving to SmackDown. Um, and so, well, while I didn't have a problem with the match, what what I tend to do is analyze the match in terms of what it means for the for the individual performers mm-hmm. and so because of what they're doing with the new day i'm not sure if it serves cesaro or Seamus uh properly because let, let's just be honest next next to dolph ziggler cesaro is easily the most underrated wrestler in the last 15 years of wwe so you know, I don't know. I mean, Kofi Kofi's a freak athlete. I get that, but comparatively, you know, Cesaro is is so much better. 
And this is a this is a guy from that came from ROH, Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, um, back in the early days of ROH, I was not I was not even aware that they existed, which I don't know how that happened. But um, you know, since since ROH moved its headquarters uh, to my neck of the woods in, in um, uh, near Baltimore, Maryland, um, you know, I'm much more aware of the history of 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 that promotion. So you know, going going back and looking at his work in comparison to now, you know, that guy was always on an insane level and. To me, if if you're thinking in terms of of what the wrestling fan like you and I want to see, I firmly believe that um, Cesaro could be and should be on the same level as an AJ Styles. <laughs> and in so, the and in <clears throat> the second match, um, aside from the. From the last segment of the show, the other note uh, coming out of this week's SmackDown took place in the United States Championship match with Shinsuke Nakamura defending against Rusev, and we finally saw the split between Rusev Day. Now, let, let, let me ask you something, because I honestly missed something oh. there. I, yeah. I did. I don't, I don't know how, but I honestly missed something. Okay. And that is, what... What was the new? What was the news that Lana was trying to tell Rusev that led to the breakup of that team? I missed that. Oh, okay. Um. So what you must have Lana and Aiden English were backstage, Sorry. and Aiden English was trying to apologize to Lana for Sunday night uh, for the Rusev Day's loss against the New Day. However, okay. uh, Lana wasn't uh, buying it, and then. In English, turned around to a to a cameraman, and uh, he started telling the cameraman like he created Rusev Day without him. Rusev and Lana would be nothing, and Lana was is just a house nothing more than just a housewife, and uh, not even a manager. And then um, the cameraman's pointing over in English's shoulder, like indicating that like someone was behind him. He turns he turns around. And Lana heard overheard everything and showed him that she was gonna tell Rusev everything that she just heard uh -huh. in English say. Oh, that's that's what it was. And okay. so that's why uh, during the match you, you saw him acting like a little cheerleader at ringside. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, now it makes sense. But before I'm like, hold on, what what the hell is is this? Yeah, he he was saying he was like taking credit for Rusev Day, and like without him, Rusev and Lana would be nothing. Well, I I think that's the other way around. <laughs> okay. No, no, we, we, without them, in English wouldn't even be in this position he's in right now because <laughs> after the bad villains uh, split up due to Simon Gotch uh, leaving the company. Uh, I didn't even I didn't know what they were going to do with Aiden English until they paired him with Rusev. Well, and I don't know what he what he's got now. Um, now that he's broken up, but okay, now now it makes sense, and now I can be complimentary of 
of the segment because in that context, um, it it makes sense. Mm. Well, now I guess they have they have a program uh, in English in Rusev. <laughs> yeah, so um, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's somewhat long term because you know how Rusev has gone this long without a championship, I'll never be able to understand. Right. You know, everybody everybody has their their favorites, and I certainly do too. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you look at <coughs> Rusev, and correct me if I'm wrong, maybe maybe it's his accent, or maybe, um, maybe they feel like he can't adequately communicate with the WWE universe, but if you look at this, at this dude, you know, I would have to say that athletically he is just below. I mean, literally just below the level of a Brock Lesnar. But I mean, have you ever? I mean, have you ever seen a 300-some pound man do a spinning heel kick when they're off the ground? I mean, nope. it, and and I mean. His the believability in his ass kicking, um, you know, abilities is just off the charts. Right. And so, I mean, I hope this means that eventually they get like a, a big program, <coughs> um, and and this breakup uh, doesn't mean that they were just being used as a platform for the New Day, or you know, the the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, I hope not. I hope not the Bludgeon Brothers. No. You know, and, and speaking of the speaking of the Bludgeon Brothers, you know, you, you never wish injury on it on anybody. Mm -hmm. um, but I just those mallets and that whole gimmick was just like, what? Yeah, uh, I never really understood what this whole Bludgeon Brothers thing was. I mean. <clears throat> you know that I mean that's for a that's for a different podcast. Uh, yeah. You know, that I'm I'm sure that I'm sure we'll get into uh, when and if they ever do something with uh, significant with Bray Wyatt again. Mm -hmm. uh, because you know when's the last time he did anything significant? But anywho, um, we we digress. Um, what was the uh? What's the next segment of the show? Okay, and so in the next uh, the next match we have AJ Styles defeating Andrade seeing Almas. Well, obviously, uh, very, very um, obvious that that's was the right call right now. Right. Um, Almas has star power written all over him, and quite frankly. So does so does Selena Vega. Right. I mean, she um, she's one of those where, you know, in TNA, uh, when she was uh, Rosalita, I think she was in, in TNA, and mm -hmm. unfortunately, she was being used as eye candy. Which um, now that you actually see her talent in WWE, it's like why? Right. Um. Because t together, together they, I feel like, 
they have the potential to be and and are quite frankly better than what they, what WWE was trying to do with Alberto Del Rio. Right. Yeah, I was never a fan of Alberto Del Rio. No, and I wasn't either. And if you actually if you actually listen to to him speak or you know watch those videos where he's drunk out of it, out of his gourd um he just, he just really um he really makes an ass out of himself and yeah. then but then again like he has these moments where he's perfectly sober and then he comes he comes across like a really cool guy mm-hmm. um but it's like i i i could never get a read on him and and, per, and personally i just thought it, it was very creepy for a uh, 39-year-old man at the time to be dating a, a 24-year-old kid. Right. You know, I just, you know, now granted, granted I'm a little bit older now, but I just, I just think that that's absolutely creepy. Yes. Uh, especially, especially given the fact that he was married, you know, to the, you know, to his wife at the time, you know, whether they were estranged or whatever, um, you know, I get that, but it's just, maybe See, it's my, maybe it's my biases and my, my moral code coming into play, but, uh, you know, based, based on stuff that I've seen from him, mm-hmm. he, he, he just, he just seems like a, like not somebody that I would want to associate with, so maybe, maybe it was, in the best interest of WWE to cut him. I, you know, I don't know. Right. If I beat him one day and he's cool, you know, I'll, I'll eat my word. But until I right. see something different, you know, it is what it is. Uh, getting, getting back to Andrade and um, AJ, you know, I think, I think there's obviously big money uh, in that feud. Mm-hmm. And on, on a personal level, um, after seeing the the 9/11 video that Selena Vega did um, with Renee Young in, in regards to her to her father, oh. um, I I I really want to see her succeed. I, I and, it, and I, I know I know that that's personal life stuff, and I I, I almost begrudge bringing that up, but I just. Um, I just really want to see her and him uh, do do well because t- on a talent level, I think I think he's got it, and I think that she's got the it factor. So was that uh, that feud with uh, well that mini feud with Brian? I guess that was just a holdover for until Helen Saul when for to until uh, Miss and Marisa. God didn't keep in the picture, I guess. Well, I mean, and, and that whole thing was weird. I never I never got that. Because why would he start a mini feud with uh, Daniel Bryan and Andrade de Cien Almas? Like, right, 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 right in the middle of a feud between Bryan and Miz. Um, preaching to the choir, bro. You're, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Um, you know, I, I guess it's, it's one of, it's one of those one of those things where it's like, huh? <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. 
But uh, <clears throat> moving on to the main event, uh, it was uh, it was in the women's division. Uh, it was Oscar defeating. It was Oscar defeating Billy Kane in the main event of SmackDown. God, I hope, and I, I, if if there is a God, I hope he can hear me right now. Please, 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 put Oscar back in the main event picture. This, she, as as I said last week, you know, she has fallen off a cliff mm-hmm. since losing. To uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania, um, and I'm hoping that her return. Um, personally, I'm wondering if she was injured because I, otherwise I don't know why she's gone so long. But I'm, I'm hoping upon her return uh, that she can re- return to form because, you know, she's one of the, she, she's one of those people that I think regardless of the language barrier or whatever, she has she has the just the wow factor. Now there's the it factor and there's the wow factor. I mean she has the ability to communicate and connect with the audience despite the fact that um, you know, unfair or not, you can't it's hard for me to understand what she's saying. Right. But, you know, I I think I think <coughs> that that is also at least for me and I I would love to get um, feedback from our our listeners regarding this um and their feelings on Oscar. Um but I I think it's almost like the the barrier leads to the part of the mystique. You know, and, and like her, her body shimmies and all of her movements, uh, you know, mean something, which is very, which is a very rare thing to capture in, in a wrestler, male or female. Um, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very much hoping that she's on her way back to the so-called promised land because um, I think that she has proven that she deserves it. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, she needs to go back to New Japan or something. Because if 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 this is gonna turn into a Yoshi Tatsu deal, I, I've I've had enough. I I you know I've I've truly had enough of 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 that. Um, you know. I apologize. Once again, I'm ranting. I, my 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 problem, ladies and gentlemen, is that I am so I am so invested in the product. Ben is a passionate my, fan. Well, yes, and and I almost hate to use the word passion because I think it's like cliche. Yeah. But I, for everything that wrestling has done for me, mm-hmm. personally, in, in terms of like, you know, uh, a distraction from my disability and, and how yep. it's helped me over the years. I get it. Since yeah. I was a little kid, I become I become very invested, and it's almost like even though I don't know these people on a personal level, mm-hmm. it's it's like I begin to care about them, and like if I don't, if I think that they're getting shafted. 
then I have a personal problem, and it's almost like a almost like a brother coming to his little sister's defense. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yep. Now, what, now, now they have her in this team with Naomi. What if this is also leading to the debut of a, a women's tag team championships? Well, it, I and I, I think that that would be great. I, I really do. Um, I, I believe in doing whatever is necessary to help the women's evolution move mm -hmm. to the next stage. And it's not a it's not a continuation of you know of when we had uh, you know the the big four come up. It's not a continuation of of Charlotte, Sasha, Becky, and uh, Bailey. That's not it. That w that was phase one. Right now, this is this is phase two to put the girls on the same level as as the guys. Yep. And you know, and. You know, equality aside, which which I'm a big believer in, you know, the the bottom line is that the, these these girls deserve it. That mm -hmm. they they've proven it, and now it, it now it's time to to pull the trigger on it. Right. If if they were ever going if they were ever going to to involve a tag team championship or an intercontinental championship equivalent. This is the time. Right, yeah. And, you know, and speaking of, speaking of women in, in wrestling, um, this, this just came, came to my mind. I'm a little bit miffed as to why uh, WWE has become so invested in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, they've suddenly become fascinated with uh, going to Saudi. This is the second time this year, but they've been going there, right? Yeah, and and you know, I, I get it if if they're if they're trying to change the um the perception of of women over there. Mm -hmm. But I mean, and 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 um, you know, not not to get too political, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, because I don't I don't do that. Right. But I, I will do, I will do it here since it's directly related to to the women in WWE. The fact that they are not, the fact that the company is going over to a country where they are not even allowed to appear on on TV or on even in the arena is ridiculous. It's just, and I think it does a dis disservice. To, to to them and and WWE. So I don't I don't know what it is they're trying to accomplish. Um, you know, but if 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 Saudi Arabia and WWE want to do business, uh, that's on them. Uh, but uh, WWE's a little they're they're pissing me off in in the regard of like. They're so prominently featuring the women, but yet they go to a country where if if a woman appears on the screen, they get booed. Right. It's just kind of, you know, I mean, it's a third world mentality, and I, I don't know what WWE is trying to do. And I, I don't... I don't uh... 
And it sounds like these are all like one-off paper, one-off events, like capital punishment, one-off events, like capital punishment. You never heard of another capital punishment paper. You like, I want, you're probably not even going to hear about another greatest Royal Rumble or Crown Jewel. Yeah, so, you know, and, and I, 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 I would hope that they're trying to, to change the perception of, of women over there. I would hope that that is what their goal is. Um, I, but I think when you're going up against kind of the Old Testament approach to law that is Saudi Arabia in that regard, I think that that's a very dangerous thing to do. I mean, they had Sasha Banks and, and Alexa Bliss, but they had them all covered up when they had them in the ring. Which is, which is quite frankly, um, you know, from a safety perspective, I get it, but why would you even put, put them in that position? Because that, that is insulting to, to the women, not only as performers, but just as women, period. I mean, right. that's just ridiculous. I mean, if, if, if my mom was put in that position in in any regard oh, 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 sunny boy over here would be raising hell i just i just don't get it right uh, <laughs> what i mean what is what is the fascination with saudi arabia uh, what what's your take i really don't understand like the I really don't understand the fascination other than uh, they just want to do business and expand. Uh, other than that, you're, you're ta we're talking about ex we're talking about expansion. Yeah, uh, Elio, which 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 seems to be the theme right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't understand understand it. I mean. We're talking about a, a, a billions of dollars worth of a conglomerate here. I don't, I don't even know if like they've, I don't, they've never had wrestling over there before. I guess. Uh, well, there, well, you know, maybe not. But there's a reason for that. Right. You know. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, WWE can do what it wants and. And you know, I hate to sound like a broken record. We are, we are not. I'm not interested in bashing any wrestling product. I'm not, even though if I disagree with it, I'm not interested in bashing it. No, we just love, we we, we just love the era of grievances. But I mean, just from a from a moral and yeah. and, and just publicity standpoint, I just mm -hmm. I very very strongly disagree with it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I typically, I typically don't get on the soapbox uh, in any regard. I think, you know, I think social media is um, it's kind of taken over the world in a, in a very negative regard in that in that arena. Yep. Um, reg regardless of the, of the topic you're talking about, um, you know, but that that's just me. So. Yeah. Ho hopefully, hopefully it works out um, for all parties involved. But I, I hope, I hope WWE just doesn't get in hot water over this. Yep. I, I hope it all works out. Although I still don't want to see that triple threat match. <laughs> well, I and I and I think aside from the two of us, um, I don't. I don't think a lot of people want to see it. <laughs> I just, you know. 
Although, <laughs> although, although, Brock does do one thing that I don't, I never see Roman Reigns do. What's that? And that, that, that is when Brock Lesnar walks out to the ring. And I'm not saying all the time, but when he walks out of the ring, he has a championship belt around his waist. Roman Reigns is always holding it over his shoulder. Or like, dra or dragging it when he walks out. Well, you know, and, and once again, the, the old school mentality is going to come out in me. I think championships belong around the waist. Yep. And, and the one the one thing that I that I never liked about about John Cena uh, was his his spinner championship whatever the hell no yeah um, I just I never I never really got that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just a I'm just an old school kind of guy yep in, 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 a, in a lot of ways um, you know people joke around with me that I was born in the wrong generation <laughs> um, <laughs> And I think if I think if I wasn't in a wheelchair with a disability, I think I think they'd be right. <laughs> um, but I, you know, we'll see. But you know, to me, when you, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna say that specific wrestler is is disrespecting the business because he's doing what he's told. Right. Uh, so I don't I don't think that at all. I think I think when certain things are done. It, it's disrespectful to to the championship. Yeah. Um. For for instance, when um when Eminem would wear their uh, championships uh, attached vertically to their to their belts like phallic symbols. Oh yeah. I I had a, a major problem. Yeah. With that. So, you know, it it is what it is. Yeah. And um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Crossity, crossity old fools that we are, you know, I guess we, you know, I guess we'll see, but what do we know? Right. <laughs> okay, so we were nearing the end of our show. Um, I guess um, that's the show for this week, ladies and gentlemen. We will be back. Uh, sorry, uh, go um, on. I'm, I'm sorry, before, before, before we do... Yes. I, I, I just want to mention that um, that as of earlier this week, um, we are now available on um, Apple. Uh, what is that called? Apple uh, the iTunes. Apple Podcasts, although I still refer to it as iTunes. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I knew it was Apple something. But I do know what iTunes are, people. Please, yeah. please don't blast me on that. I, I'm not that technologically stupid. I, I know what that is. Um, but you know, as is, um, as is the singing here on uh, our podcast. If you can't find us, you're lying, because we're everywhere. Yes, we and, are. Uh, iTunes, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Spotify. And I believe I got another email um, earlier today that uh, we were on two newer platforms as well. I just can't uh, think of them offhand. Um, well, we will we will update you guys on that, and then if if I'm if I'm correct, uh, Elio, we are. Uh, and please stop me and shut me up, cut me off if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, I believe we're uh, developing a YouTube channel uh, for the podcast. Oh, well. yeah, we're in the midst of working on that, like, um, 
uploading we can upload um our audio podcast we can upload them to youtube as well so if uh <laughs> listeners can't find can't listen to us to the audio on whatever platform they use they can always go to youtube yes and, and, and as we said earlier in the show youtube is a treasure trove for professional wrestling and we're not gonna throw our jewels on top of the pile you enjoy and yeah. Stick with us. YouTube is uh, YouTube is a snack, and uh, WWE Network is the main course. I, oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody got the munchies? I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> okay. Um, but uh, yeah. So that's it. And any last words to add? I'm good on this end. Uh, do you have anything else? No, I'm I'm good. So uh, with with that, we will uh, we will sign off and uh, and don't forget um, Friday is our podcast day. Um, we will be we will be streaming uh, weekly um, from here on out, and uh, we look forward to we look forward to seeing you in the future. Very good. With that, we are going to close out, and Ben, I will talk to you next week, and I will be in touch with you on off-air. Very good. All right, take care. You too.